Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome new listeners to the Todd Glass Show. Before we get going, here's some stuff you should know. To tell if it's a bit or the truth from Todd If he says potato salad or swear to God Those expressions are comedic, little darling If Todd means the truth, he always says to George Carlin And on the topic of bits, let's erase any doubt Todd's almost always joking when he says edit it out The intro goes long, cause Todd's so big hearted Other podcasts end before his Shows are recorded on a phone, but don't worry. The audio of the show is at a higher quality. You know the Podcasters Association voted the Todd Glass Show number one. So welcome to the show. Springfield, Missouri. I am here at the Blue Room. Tonight is Friday. There's two shows. We are in the year of February 2019. And two shows Saturday. Blue Room Comedy Club, Springfield, Missouri. Okay, there you go. Wear a bow tie. They sit you closer to the stage. Carry a bow tie. Whatever you're comfortable with. Well, today's, guess who it is? It's Eddie Pepitone, but he's hosting. See, I'm out of town. I'm like, I don't want to just not have a show. Who could co-host for me? I thought Eddie Pepitone. Actually, Eric Olson thought of Eddie Pepitone. Actually, was, actually how many times are you going to use the word actually? I'm like that kid. Apparently, apparently, 
So I, I go, well, last week we had a double. I won't be back in town. So let's, we haven't done this in a while. I said, Eric, what do you want to do? He's like, why am I making such a big deal about this? I'm making like it's a documentary just because, well, I didn't want Eric to think I didn't give him credit for Eddie Pepitone. That's why I went into the whirlwind of hysteria. Oh, I didn't want to take the credit. So uh, Eddie Pepitone, what does he do? To George Carlin, I have no idea. I didn't hear it yet. I can't wait to hear it. I'm as excited as you are. What did he do? All I know is that I called in. I did call in while they were host while he was uh, doing the show from Philadelphia, from the green room at Helium Comedy Club, which I had a really good time at. I really did. By the way, if you went to any of the shows at Helium, I, I love that club because training your audience is never ending. And there were certain, maybe two shows out of like seven where there were some loud talkers, but man, they put it to rest. And I know when you're in there, they cannot be doing any more than they do. And it's just year after year training the crowds and they do it beautifully. And because of it, Helium in Philadelphia has cultivated some really nice audiences. And I really had a great time. And um, I just wanted to say that, okay? But now I'm in, uh, you know, I'm in, uh, Springfield, Missouri at the Blue Room Comedy Club. And uh, if it's as good as it was last time, I'm going to have a great time. They got Todd Barry coming up too. Gilbert Godfrey. They got some cool acts coming up. All right. Enjoy the show. And uh, that's it. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Eddie Pepitone. <laughs> Okay, bye. You're great. You're special. It's a good show. Yippee-yay, Cal Eddie. Yippee-yay, Cal Eddie. He rode into town to promote his album, You've Changed. Yippee-yay, Cal Eddie. Hello and welcome. I'm Eddie Pepitone and I am substituting for Todd Glass. Who knows how long it'll be? Todd has had a nervous breakdown. He snapped like a twig and he's now in a sanitarium um, on the ocean in Santa Monica. He's just in a little wicker chair saying the words ride along and circle driveway over and over again. And he's being pushed by a nurse on the and he just looks at the ocean, goes right along, right along, circle driveway, right along. So who knows how long? Because modern medicine, for all its modernity, modernity has not solved the question of complete despair and hopelessness. People still are pacing the grounds of hospitals all over this great land <laughs> with slippers, very thin slippers, and they're just playing ping pong all day, and they're drugged up because they've snapped. They can't take the military-industrial complex. And my co-host today, Eric Olson and Steve Finearts. Hi, gentlemen. Hey, hello, Eddie. How is everything? How we, we're, we're filling oh, in for Todd, who in actuality is in Philadelphia. He's, in, he's at the Helium tonight, uh, yes. headlining, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. he's, in, he's in Philadelphia. Let's at the scene that you are, Eddie, you are wearing a Jimmy Kimmel uh, live <laughs> sweatshirt, one of Todd's out of his closet. I took, I took, listen, Glass, <laughs> if you're listening, and I know you are. 
I know you are, Glass. I know you're listening. Because, anyway, you're listening because you can't help it. I took your Jimmy Kimmel sweatshirt because I'm cold. I'm cold. And did you hear that sound effect? It was done better than what you do. <laughs> this show is already better. And I have your Kimmel sweatshirt. I don't want to lose this. And a lot of people get really touchy. Oh, don't take my shirt. Don't take my... A lot of people get really touchy about their clothes, right? Oh, that's from my grandpapa. Oh, don't take my grandpapa's shirt. Bullshit. I'm taking a Kimmel sweatshirt, and you ain't getting it back because I also was on Kimmel, and I never got a fucking sweatshirt, and now I have one. So suck it, class. It's been no, a long time. It's been a while since you've been on Kimmel, too. <laughs> it's been a while, so this is, also, is that true? Isn't that right? You said you were saying before the show. <laughs> How long has it been since you were on Kimmel? Oh, me? Yeah, you. Oh, me? Yeah. I haven't been on Kimmel in years. <laughs> As a matter of fact, the last thing Kimmel said, and I don't care how close Glass is to Kimmel, uh, the last thing Kimmel, when they were trying to get me on, on a, on a sketch, mm-hmm. which I used to do a bunch of sketches besides some other bits. And that's not to brag. Folks, listen, I know, I know you're all high. By the way, Glass's <laughs> audience is, you, you people are so fucking stoned. You're like, why aren't you? You're still in Vietnam in your mind. You're like, you're like so high, so right? Put, yeah, put down your, your weed for this episode because this is going to be a sober episode. I haven't smoked marijuana in many years. And guess what? Um, I'm like the William Defoe character. No, not William Defoe. Tom Berenger <laughs> character. Defoe was the stoner. Berenger was like the alcoholic. I'm not an alcoholic. Well, I do go to the 12-step meetings, but you're not supposed to talk about that on the level of press, radio, and film. I but haven't I- smoked since 6 a.m. Wow. <laughs> That's true. I was, oh, up, at, you, I was you- up at 6 a.m. and I smoked because my son was having a... Breakdown. Oh, talk about now. Bragging. That is the key to good parenting. <laughs> so I left to and get got high. high. <laughs> is, to, <laughs> is to get high as soon as there's a problem with your child. Oh, yeah. I was out of there. <laughs> we'll set the scene too, Eric. You live on a boat, right? Yeah. And you're on a boat. You're smoking weed at 6 a.m. outside with the your babies. Your he's babies. inside screaming because he's got a tooth breaking through the is skin. That, and, is that what's going on? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think yeah. so. I was high. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> because what happened was instead of taking care of the kid, I went out and got lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it, it's definitely a tooth coming in. Oh, so, how old is your, uh, your kid? 14 months. Wow. Well, one year and two months for those of you who are high. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't mention that again. Uh, God bless you if you're smoking. At, at least uh, you are enjoying yourselves. Um, I don't enjoy myself uh, because once you stop, once you stop putting substances in your body, <laughs> there's no buffer between you and what I like to cor- call the horror of reality. Which <laughs> <laughs> is why you're smoking. Okay, so when he was, uh, when his mom Shri was pregnant, I smoked a lot because I thought this is it. I'm going to have to quit smoking. <laughs> She's going to have the baby. I'm going to have to be a responsible dad. I can't smoke pot. Now so I'm just going to get it out of my system now. A lot of it. That's and, uh, and then you realize you can parent yeah. Uh, high? Yeah. yeah. It actually focuses you more, would you say? It, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not really. I, I don't know where my kid is. Yeah, no, I think it makes... 
Well, I don't. I don't mm-hmm. day smoke. So I oh, you don't. Smoke. Oh, you did like morning six a.m. Well, I did at six a.m. because uh, I knew I was call that the day. I, huh? I was. There's <laughs> <laughs> just a lot of loopholes. You sound like <laughs> Trump's lawyer. <laughs> That's right. I said it. Does glass talk politics? No. <laughs> oh yes, he does, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I I don't uh, normally day smoke, but uh, this one I needed to get back to bed, and that helps. Oh, does it put you asleep? Yeah, that's kind of what I use it for, like, towards the end of the day when I don't have anything else to do, I don't have anywhere to go, mm. uh, then I'll unwind with some weed and because some TV. Because with and weed, I was the opposite. I would get high, and I would start going, I would get so stimulated by the by the weed that I would just start, you know, looking at porn, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> masturbating like five times, then I would eat, then I would smoke a <laughs> that's little That's how I calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Then I would okay. smoke again. Yeah, it's a vicious. How about cycle. you, Jake? Jake is here with us. Yeah, Jake. Do you, you smoke? Um, I dabble. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I don't. Everybody, really, like, you guys are young. I mean, I smoked till I was forty-two or something. When'd you start? Fourteen. Because I didn't start till I was like twenty-eight. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I had fourteen years on you. I started when I was fourteen, and I look at fourteen-year-old kids now from a car window and um <laughs> they are so fucking young and i'm and i'm saying to myself why was i smoking that were you smoking age? all the time when you were 14 just i like, think yeah. i was a pretty big pothead yeah. yeah who uh how did it how did it start was it just kids I, at school or how did it start yeah, yeah yeah um it started when was the first i don't know i don't know my me and my good friends were like hey you want to sh-? you know like right. a typical thing yeah, you yeah, know yeah. hey 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 he was like hey, hey. what what you want to try this what is it? Yeah. Marijuana? Yeah. Can I tell you the first time I smoked? Yeah. Just because it's such a ridiculous story. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was with my boy Jackson Van Ron. Um, shout out, Jackson. Mm-hmm. I was like 16, and he came over to my house, and we like snuck out of my house super late at one night, and we smoked some weed for the first time. Who got it? You or Jackson? Jack. Oh, for sure, Jackson. Oh, like okay. He grew up on Martha's Vineyard. It's an Oh, island. forget it. Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> yeah, so we just had weed. Martha's Vineyard, they're born with joints <laughs> in their mouths in Martha's Vineyard. So we came back in, and we're like, I didn't really feel it because the first time, I guess you don't get high. I'm not sure actually how that works. But I guess oh don't, right yeah. they say that, they that say. the first time you smoke you don't get high not with me my friend <laughs> yeah. I don't think Always. I can walk I, had a, yeah, I, was I really remember happy. thinking I had to pee and I didn't know how to get from the couch to the, the bathroom <laughs> so we we got back to my room and I had two beanbag chairs and we were super like I, I guess he was high but it was pretty late and then he just started <laughs> masturbating on Who? one of the beanbag chairs uh, my boy Jackson <laughs> he's <laughs> he started masturbating Truly, in front of me. Just started masturbating. I, I don't think that had anything to do with the weed, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That because I've been high a lot. Nobody's whipped it out. <laughs> and I was like, dude, what are you, what are you doing, man? And he's like, oh no, it feels so good when you're when you're high. Um, and then I truly did not smoke weed until I was 22. Of course, that. you were fucking traumatized. Because <laughs> you were like, like that's what uh, yeah. Louis should say. I was high. <laughs> Oh my God, Jackson probably sides with Louie, huh? Like, <laughs> if you love <laughs> yourself, I mean, he's got good jokes. Then you should take yourself to the Dynasty typewriter at the Hayworth on Saturday, February 16th, 8 and 10 p.m. It's Eddie Pepitone, live special recording. 
That's right, folks. I am recording my special at the Hayworth Theater, February 16th. 10 o'clock is the show we have to sell out. 8 o'clock is almost sold out. So if you're going to come, come to 10 o'clock. It's going to be the better show because <laughs> and the, the 8 o'clock people don't know this, yeah. right? Yeah. And 10 o'clock is going to be uh, unhinged. It's going to be unhinged because I'm going to probably have a great set at 8, even though you should come at 10. Because then I'll be so loosey-goosey yeah. at 10. But we need to sell more tickets for 10. Yeah. Um, and if you know me, if you know the Todd, and of course you know the Todd Glass Show, uh, I'm, I'm probably Todd's favorite comedian. Would you say that? Yeah. Or does yeah. he say it ever, say ever since human- Kevin Meany died? <laughs> <laughs> was was he a big big Kevin Meany fan? Yeah, yeah. I would right. say you and you and Brian Regan. I'd say are the oh are, Brian Regan. Mm-hmm. I'd say those are the two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, <laughs> Brian. This is a Brian Regan joke. Hey. Um, Hey, Ted, look at this. Uh, they say on the back of this ice cream that a, a serving is uh, <laughs> five tablespoons. <laughs> That's Regan's <laughs> Now, you're not going to get that when you come to mind. We're going to be talking about the collapse of our civilization. <laughs> we're going to be talking about that we're eating each other's tails at this point <laughs> in this country, that there is an imminent collapse. Yes. Imminent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Bring the family. (laughs) Uh, DynastyTypewriter.com. The rich people are taking back all the wealth so that they can hold it while we fight. They've done it. It's not that they're taking. They have done it already. You don't think one of these uh, candidates in 2020 is going to save us? Who do do we have so far? We have uh, Kristen Gillibrand, New York senator. She took uh, Hillary's seat in New York. Oh, okay. Kristen Gillibrand. Gillibrand. I have not heard her. It's so so mm-hmm. she is probably like another centrist Democrat. She right? was a blue dog Democrat. Who what was, does that mean? Blue she dog. was sort of yeah more conservative, and she was against the Affordable Care Act. And now she, she was against and now even she's that for... piece of shit act, which was a compromise. <laughs> yes. And didn't she also at one point have an A rating from the NRA? I believe so. Yeah, nah. she was. Oh yeah, let's vote for hey. Do you want things to stay the same? I'm Kristen Gillibrand. <laughs> Do you are you in favor of living in a sewer? I'm, <laughs> um, we, I'm also have, we also have uh, possibly Cory Booker running. Mm. Now Booker had a good rep until he backed Big Pharma, mm-hmm. right? Uh, in the healthcare mm-hmm. healthcare like single He's payer. Been a he friend wouldn't. of Wall Street. And he's been a friend to Wall yeah. Street? Fuck here's, Cory Booker. Here's another really good 2020 candidate. We have Michael Bloomberg as a possibility. <laughs> we need... This, is, this would be the great campaign for Bloomberg, his slogan. <laughs> we need another billionaire. A New York billionaire. How about that? <laughs> oh, yeah. He's also oh, from absolutely. New York. We need another New York billionaire <laughs> In power to help someone living on two hundred dollars a week, that, that, because if there's one thing a billionaire understands, <laughs> is the day-to-day struggle of the working man and woman. We also have Howard. We also have Howard Schultz, Starbucks, Starbucks CEO, Starbucks CEO, president of Starbucks. Yeah. Now that that'll be uh, that'll yeah, Starbucks CEO. Their biggest, uh, c- their biggest. Their biggest um, claim to fame for uh, climate control is that I think they're eliminating straws by the year 2030. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to give you a few more. We have, we have uh, Joe Biden. Ha! Joe Biden. Look, I come from Pennsylvania coal miner stock. <laughs> Everybody around me dies. 
I don't have anybody left. I'll be a great leader because I'm I'm salt of the earth. Yes, I'm worth five hundred million now because I've sold out to corporate money for many years. But still, I got coal dust all over me. I love the way he does that blue collar thing. Uh, Beto O'Rourke. Beto. Beto O'Rourke. Now, what's his deal? Um, he lost. Well, he lost to Ted Cruz in yeah, Texas. Yeah, it's so. hard to win the presidency when you lose. Uh, yeah, but he's, like, he's, he's such a heartthrob, though. I feel like he's sort of a manufactured candidate. They're trying to make the new Obama. Yeah, I I, like and I think the, that he's good looking. I think he has that cadence that the Obama advisors go, oh, he kind of sounds like him. Maybe right. we can. Right. Yeah, he's using social media as a way to, to read, like a, in a way to like do his Instagram stories. Yeah, but it seems so yeah. forced. Yeah. I think he's. By the way, folks, yeah. um, I don't know. I, I, you know, I'm not sure of Todd's politics. I think they're a, a bizarre mix of uh, <laughs> being part of the Skullfuck Party, which is a <laughs> marijuana brand. Uh, you know, he he is for the average person, but he doesn't have, you know, any real convictions. Now, me, all you have to know about me is read a guy named Chris Hedges. I'll give you a couple of titles of books so you're up to speed. Ready? The Death of the Liberal Class by Chris Hedges and his last book, America, The Farewell Tour. And that's all you need to know about our country. And by the way, another thing you need to know about our country, here's an economic primer. This country is built right now on massive, unimaginable debt. And that means it's going to collapse. Good luck. This is not a conspiracy theory. This is, you know, the best economic minds are saying we're in big trouble. Pretty soon, a lot of us are going to be strapped to trucks, naked, being for forced by the alt-right to sing the Star Spangled Banner <laughs> with dildos in our asses. Um, you know, wanna, wait, do you want to tell us about your trip to the French Laundry, Eddie? Ah! <laughs> now, I do have contradictions. I was just at a super fancy place where they shaved truffles at the table. It was 350 per person. Uh, that's, that's a set rate up top? Yeah. So you got a course menu or something? Yeah. Thomas Keller, right? And I'm vegan. Mm -hmm. Thomas Keller. How did you know Thomas Keller? He's, he's a famous chef. He is, yeah, huh? Yeah. Now, Keller is not, like, like they did a vegan tasting. Like, it's a, it's a big tasting menu. There's, like, eight courses. It's in Napa Valley. So, yes, I may be a man of the people. <laughs> but the, <laughs> I paid for it on my credit card, which is really yeah. Yeah, a lot of debt. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, the card did. You paid for the whole family or just yourself? No, just me. <laughs> the whole f nah, I couldn't have paid for everybody. But so wait, so Chris Hedges, does he? Are there any of these candidates that he would support? Would Bernie, no, not Bernie anybody. Sanders. Bernie. Bernie Sanders, Hedges, Hedges, Hedges really likes Bernie, but he also has problems with Bernie. One being that Bernie does not call out the military-industrial complex. I don't mm -hmm. think he does. Also, recently, Bernie... Oh, also, Bernie's... Well, Bernie's not really a foreign policy kind of guy, either. Well, you gotta be I've when you're running for president. Yeah. I've heard that about Elizabeth Warren, too. She's not great with foreign policy. She, yeah, she isn't, right? No, she's kind of with Bernie in the same camp. Uh, honestly, I don't think any of them are. Well, with Bernie, this is what Hedges said with Bernie. When he lost the nomination to Hillary, which was rigged, the mm -hmm. DNC, Go on. right? Mm -hmm. You know this, Absolutely. that the DNC fucked Bernie. Mm -hmm. uh, you guys know this who are listening. Um, take another rip. 
<laughs> from your Alaska Thunderfuck. <laughs> your Alaska Thunderfuck. Hey, uh, Margaret, can you give me my Alaskan Thunderfuck? What is that, Al? It's my marijuana, Margaret. Al, I love Alaskan Thunderfuck when I'm listening to Glass. But doesn't he have a sober co-host tonight? Yeah, but the guy's unhinged, you know. <laughs> And I and you know, Margaret, and you know this for a fact, that Alaskan Thunderfuck makes everything better. Remember we were watching Fast and Furious the other night? Fast and Furious 25, the 25th installment? And it was pretty boring till we both did Alaskan Thunderfuck. We're getting a phone call right now. Oh, Who's it from? Who's it? Hello? Todd Glass, is this the Todd Glass show? Hello, Todd. This is your this is your substitute host, Eddie Peppertone. Ever heard of him? Eddie. You, I have First your Jimmy all, Kimmel. Eddie. Yeah. I just want to say thank you very much for filling in when I'm gone. How do you feel? Is everyone being nice to you? Everyone's being really nice. It's really good. You know what, dude? I feel really comfortable in your seat. And I feel really comfortable doing this podcast here. There's something. Wait, Eddie, this was just for one night. Mm, that's what I want to talk to you about. <laughs> no, 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 no. We've Eddie, changed Eddie. the locks on <laughs> this place. The locks no, have Eddie, been Eddie. changed. You're I'm in Philadelphia. Eddie, yes. I'm not moving back to Philadelphia. You're just doing one night. You have family in Philadelphia. I don't have anything. This house is now mine. So you're saying all you have is this podcast? All I have is your podcast. <laughs> hey, did you do your first show tonight? I did, and it was so much fun. It was um, it fun having fun on stage. Yeah, they're really totally with you, huh? Tonight, it was. I have the band with me. They were great. It you have a band with tight. you? Do you always have a band on the road, Todd? I try ninety-five percent of the time to have something. How do you get? How do you get a band? Do you do like Craigslist trying to get? People? <laughs> how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> Why? Why? You, Craigslist. You're I got tonight. my artificial heart from Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the guy said it's on ice. This heart came from a kid that was sacrificed to the Aztec gods. <laughs> <laughs> You're right so you to laugh. Just so you know, I'm listening. Your heart came from a king. All right, whatever you want. I said. <laughs> yeah. I said kid. I said kid. Right now, we can black it out. <laughs> um, Eddie, yes. well, I want you to have fun. You're at the. You're. At, are you in my seat? I'm in your seat, buddy. And not only that, and your sweatshirt. I have on your Jimmy Kimmel <laughs> sweatshirt because I I forgot how cold it gets. Just listen to me, Glass. I forgot how cold it gets at night, so I took I took a Jimmy Kimmel sweatshirt. And guess what? You aren't getting that back either, at least for a while, because I have to go to um, Good Heroin, the show at in Echo Park that's run by Matt Ingebrigtsen. And oh, good Echo Ross. Park. <laughs> Boy, you know how to fucking get people, huh? You just yell out certain keywords. <laughs> oh, Echo Park. Drive along. Circle driveway. Fuck you. Oh, I knew you were going to get me. Eddie, let me ask you something now. Don't lie to me. Okay? okay. So I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. If you did it, it's fine. When I listen to the podcast, have you made fun of me? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. Is it good? Is it anything? I'll be like, what? No, no. I think you'll. I think you'll be pleased with it. I mean, it's it's acerbic and scathing because <laughs> that is who I am. But it's you. You love me. I said on the air. By the way, tell me if this is true. I said that I am your favorite comedian, and Eric said ever since Kevin Meany died. Well, you know what? I always say I can't have a favorite one because it's so hard. But if someone put a gun to my head and it's close. Because there's some close ones. Brian Regan, you Lisa love me. <laughs> Brian Regan, it's no offense to him or guys that really know how to make me laugh. But you're the you're the best. You're the you're the one. If I had to pick, it would be you. Seriously, uh, seriously right? Thank you. I can't get enough of it. There's no joke. I I fucking you know. I know. I, I, I can't get enough of it. I know, and we have. That's why and I are bonding later in life. Yes, and um, you know what? Maybe we'll edit out some of the things I said about you <laughs> because you're giving me a lot of love right now. Oh and I, God, like, no, but you'll like the things, but they are very, very revealing <laughs> and telling. Are you being nice to Aristotle? Is Aristotle Yes, there? except when he first came into the room, I said... Uh, he said, I, I forgot his name, and he said, hey, I'm Aristotle. And I said, oh, well, this is Plato, and this is Hippocrates. And that didn't go over well. Well, he's probably heard that. Before. I know, I know, I know. I felt bad. Well, but you know how you make a bad joke, and, you know, especially you as a do, comic, and you're like. You're almost making a parody of it. You're doing a parody of it. <laughs> you Let know, me ask you one more question. Did they bring you in the door or through the green room? <laughs> <laughs> the door. Uh, okay, just wanted to make sure. I told him, keep the door shut so the heat stays in. <laughs> it's very toasty in here. Um, Good. Well, turn now, the heat off. It's not free. <laughs> uh, Please turn the heat off. I don't want that. Because I can't boy, you're just like my father sending me mixed signals. <laughs> <laughs> so what do well, you got planned? I got to go do this show literally in the, well, what no, do you I got? Don't. What do you got planned? <laughs> what do you got planned for the second set over there tonight? You're gonna have fun, or you're gonna do the same thing? <laughs> I'm gonna have fun. I'm gonna smoke pot. I'm gonna get fucked up because I'm fun. <laughs> hey, uh, does your show start at ten? Yes, it does. And John Bram Wagner wants to say hi. Okay. Hi. All right, that was it. <laughs> uh, uh, well, say hi to everybody. And, and I will. Darren, who's there? Aaron Simon. Steve. Jake. Is he there? Yeah. No, I invited Aaron, Aaron, but he didn't get no, back to no, me. Aaron, Aaron oh, didn't okay, come in. So I don't Cody know why. Uh, Cody is no. around, no, but so, not there. So it's it's J- Jake Adams. Yes. yes. I'm back, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> that cracked Todd up. <laughs> <laughs> out of nowhere. I'm back, bitches. <laughs> Oh, you're so angry. And I don't <laughs> use that word now. I say vagina. <laughs> Instead of anger? Well, I'm, I'm, I, I do have to run because I do have some family back here. But, right. Eddie, I can't wait to listen to the show. God Put bless your you. Put your mom on. Tell your mom sup. What? <laughs> Tell your mom sup. <laughs> Soak it in. That's a fun experience you get to do. You know, not everyone gets to do that. You're lucky, and I'm lucky. Thanks, Todd. I, I, it really is a lot of fun. And um, have a great uh, weekend over there where you're loved, and I am taking over the podcast, and you cannot have it back. <laughs> God bless. All right. See you, man. Bye, Todd. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye, Todd. Bye. That was Todd Glass. And did you hear that shit? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's great. He's the best. And um, it really does feel good. 
good here, though. So did we go through all the candidates? I think so, yeah. Uh, that may be well, running? We didn't, we didn't mention through. Kamala Harris. Oh, we didn't mention Kamala Harris. Oh, yeah. I don't know much about her. Yeah. What's, I, um, I like her. I like her, too. I think uh, she's, she's one of the tougher ones, I think, being a former uh, prosecutor and DA. Yeah. Mm. But, uh, but where is her stance on the big, big fucking issues? She's I mean, voted pretty. Giuliani's though. a fucking no, prosecutor. She's voted progressively. I think. Oh uh, yeah, ninety-eight percent or something. Really, really high up. Yeah. So she's she's got a good record so far in the Senate. Um, but I don't know. She does get. She does take money from special interests, though. You know who I love, and obviously she can't run for president yet, but AOC. AOC. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man, she's, she's the best. Yeah. What What is her full name again? I don't want to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I, I love that they're trying to vilify her, and they just yeah. keep making her stronger. She is on point, man. She is the best. I know. She's Yeah, look out for her. In so like she'll probably throw her love back. To Bernie, I would think so. She worked for Bernie, so she was. She a, did. Mm-hmm. She worked for the can, uh, campaign. Now so. is Bernie going to run again, or that's undecided? He is running. That's the yeah. that he, he they, is. Yeah, he's running. That's what they're saying. It uh, kind of leaked out that he was going to make his announcement soon. Uh, one of his senior advisors said, "You know, enjoy your weekend. It's not happening right away." But I, sh- I imagine they're waiting for a slow news day. I'm assuming mm. when this podcast comes when, out, when you announced. raid uh, Roger Stone's house and you got footage yeah, of the oh FBI, yeah. that's probably not a good day to announce. Can your I candidacy. get up to speed about Stone now? How, how did he make his name again, Roger Stone? He worked for Richard Nixon, um, uh, and he got great, in trouble. Great president, <laughs> and he was named in the in the Watergate. He was named in Watergate, so he he was one of the one of those people that was doing bad deeds for Nixon, and then right. he was able to parlay that into working for. A lot of different uh, Paul Manafort. Yeah, Paul Manafort. Yeah, Manafort and Stone. Uh, is he a, a campaign guy? What he, does he do? I think he's he sort kinda, of behind the scenes, he, like dirty tricks. He guy. marks it himself oh. as kind of like a fixer. Yeah. Oh, he's so, a dirty tricks guy. Yeah. So he's an evil motherfucker. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was known for with Nixon, where he was. Um, he basically voted in the primary. Or no, he. I'm sorry. He gave money to Nixon's uh, competitor in the primary. Uh, from a socialist group, so basically painting his uh, opponent as a as a socialist. So it was a, right. it was like dirty tricks, and that, that made news. Right. And by the way, you of... know why di- dirty tricks work, folks, is because you're assholes, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. and you buy this shit yeah. because none of you fucking read. You're taking rips out of your bongs, <laughs> right. and you're watching videos on YouTube. Right. Right. Well, the whole thing with with, uh, with, with him, too, with, with Roger Stone, too, is, is also that he's claiming that he uh, was connected to WikiLeaks through this guy, Randy Credico, um, who... Oh, shit! Who I, was, know I know Randy Credico! I know, Credico. I know. So he's a lib- obviously a very, very far-left uh, yeah. comedian who's friends with Barry Crimmins and all these people. Yeah. Um, but that's who he's claiming, but people are also saying that's not true. He was connected. Hold it, so Credico is tied to Credico's, Roger Stone? Credico is tied to Assange. That's what that's what he's claiming. Stone is claiming. Right. But they're saying maybe he was lying in his uh, testimony and that he really got connected to uh, Julian Assange through um, what's the other guy's name? There's another there's a right wing uh, Jerome Corsi. Mm-hmm. Jerome Corsi was yeah. a right wing guy. So he's claiming he got connected through a left wing Credico. And apparently, it was, people are saying it was through Corsi. There's some miscommunication, and that's one of the reasons that... Uh, are they saying that Stone disseminated the WikiLeaks thing? Or what? what's the connection? Or? They're saying that Stone was the liaison between WikiLeaks and the Trump campaign. Uh-huh. And when um, Trump you know, went on TV and said, hey, Russia, if you're listening, go find those emails... Mm-hmm. Well, they also asked Roger Stone, go to your guy Assange and get everything you can on Hillary. 
Yeah, right. and there's like this Guccifer 2.0 hacker thing. There's like there's uh, there's these in between people to Assange that uh, Stone was was working with to get the information out. So he, Stone was the one who was apparently the one who was fishing for all the information and right, and, and that's what but, but who's doing the actual hackings though? That's got to be Russia, right? Yeah, Russia. Like that Guccifer 2.0 and the, and there's other... Guccifer... Can I get Guccifer 2.0? <laughs> no, it's not available. You need a website because guy. Because the genius... What? You need a website guy. Well, <laughs> the genius bar. They're very helpful at Apple. Uh, yes, I'd like Guccifer 2.0, please. Is that the Russian spy thing, sir? Where's your computer? It's right here. Okay, just open her up. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. You need the updated version. That that we here at Apple, we update things every five minutes. <laughs> but you you also had this thing too. You were talking about the it was like the Russia illusion. Like this is an important right? Weren't you talking about that on Twitter and stuff? Like that you think Russia is sort of a distraction, or do you take that back? Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I do. I I I think, and you know, the people that I read think that you know. The people who have fucked America are the major transnational corporations who lobby the shit out of our government. And our government now is just, you know, it's as Craig Pallas said, a great journalist, uh, book writer, it's the best democracy money can buy. I mean, they they buy and pay for all these congressmen and senators, and there's... There's nobody representing, yeah. you know. So it's like the Russia the thing. Joe, Joe Little. We Russia. have to take a break. Oh. We hey, do. Can we, can we uh, take a quick break and then uh, come <gasps> back. Do you guys still do that? Oh, no. We haven't done that in a while. Uh, That's you, a Jake thing. Yeah, yeah. You guys used to take a deep breath in and then you do <gasps> that. And then... We're back. <laughs> Is that yeah. it? Is that <laughs> the break? <laughs> like a two a second break? break? Yeah. Wow. Folks, we'll be right back after this. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> uh Sorry to uh, derail right in the middle of that, but mm-hmm. uh, you asked about Russia Gate. Yeah, Russia. I think. See, I think that ru- the whole Russia thing is real. Do you, or do you, not, that's, yeah. do you think that uh, Russia Gate is that Russia is a hoax or it's just a distraction? Uh, I think it's. A, I, I think there may be some reality to it, or there is a lot of reality to it. However, they are not to blame for. Trump being elected. That blame goes squarely on the Clinton campaign and the the Clinton campaign and DNC and they wanted Trump. Do you know that? Everybody's looking for They wanted Trump to be the guy they ran against. They fucking orchestrated that. They didn't fucking campaign in, in like, Michigan. Like, uh, right? I mean, Hillary, they fucked up. I mean, we all know that Hillary fucked up. They, They lost the election. Hillary lost the election. But... Russia helped. Yeah, I mean, there's no I, question. I, 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 say, think, I think it's I say obviously that the reason Trump is president because of three people: Putin, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, mm-hmm. yeah, and right. uh, James Comey. Why James Comey? Because he dropped the ball and said that you know the FBI was investigating Hillary Clinton oh. when at the same time they were investigating Donald Trump, but he right. withheld that information. Right. Yeah. Here's the here's the Chris Hedges take on it is that our democracy has been eroded away ever since uh, Ronald Reagan. Um, so it's been going on for over 30 fucking years. Unions have been decimated. Um, you know, academia is in the pockets of corporate of corporations. Every but, you know, the media is all the media, Rove, the architect, right? 
No, no. I mean, he's part of it, but I mean, the media. Yeah, they're complicit because obviously Trump complicit was getting great. The word. No, he was getting ratings. That's all it was. That's right. They were and putting him on. Hold on, they were putting him on the empty podium. They were film. They were yeah. having. That was on for like they were saying like more than any of the candidates on the on the Democratic. Trump Congress, is good podium. for ratings yeah. mm-hmm. because everybody right now is and and it's still going on everybody right now is watching Trump the reality show mm-hmm. that's what yeah. america is transfixed with you know because he's a car accident right. he's you know people like the fact that and, he's entertaining and even the because, russia thing is the is the reality show it's all the reality show because they should be talking about well, like what you said is the top 1% i mean they're they're not well, talking about what they well, should be the talking about i don't think that you're one of these I don't guys, think the russia i'm not attacking you but you i understand what you're saying and and you're, you, I think the focus is wrong. I don't. Well, I, what I'm saying is, I don't think that the Russia thing is a hoax at all. I think that there was yeah. definitely collusion. Me too. And there's definitely crimes. Well, and he definitely, Trump is so involved with the Russians through his real estate right. dealings, right? It's all about money. But what I, I think that we focus too much attention on it. I think oh, if okay. the media yeah, was yeah. fair, that it would be equal parts Trump and Russia. Uh, income inequality. I, I want a media that tells us, you know, you're getting fucked yeah. and it's rigged. Elections are rigged. Mm-hmm. Your government is rigged. Everything is fucking right. rigged and you're fucked. By the way, but all we talk about is Russia. I don't think it's right. a hoax. I think it's real. I think it's yeah. just a part of the problems yeah. of society and a not small all of it. part, a very small mm-hmm. part. But what the mainstream media does is it's it's juicy it's and such a sexy. Juicy story. And, and here's my other problem with media. It either comes from uh, state-sponsored media, which I don't trust. I don't trust uh, like RT. RT. I don't I, I, anything from state-sponsored media. I, like I don't RT. trust. Uh, and <laughs> hedges and the, aren't on RT. Then the other side so of it camp. is uh, corporations. So media is either run by the state mm-hmm. or the corporations, mm-hmm. and they're both fucking us. Mm-hmm. I watch uh, and I recommend this show a lot to people. Democracy Now. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. With Amy, Amy, Amy Goodman, Goodman is a great fucking. Show, but what? Yeah, how do you like? Why do you like RT though? Don't, yeah. don't you think? Well, Hedges is on. Well, he's RT. great, but don't you have a problem with the fact that they're state-run and they're run by Ru- Russian? But they're run oh. beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen a... their studios? <laughs> I love a nice studio, yeah. and yeah. Uh, they have all this nice paintings. <laughs> and I like. No, the, I don't know. I I really only watch on Hedges on it and yeah. a couple of other. They give guys. him a voice to talk, which is good. They give Hedges a chance but, to talk. But which is people great. are complaining about RT. Here's the thing that's hilarious. Meanwhile, they got bombarded with CNN, MSNBC, Fox mm. fucking news, mm-hmm. which Roger Ailes, that's Roger yeah. Ailes. I yeah. always get Roger Stone and Roger Ailes uh, Both scumbags. mixed up. Both scumbags. But, you know, I just watch, you know, I'm the type of guy who when I go to the movies, I only watch really small foreign films <laughs> from, like, countries that don't even exist anymore. <laughs> like, I'm that type of person who just watches things. I'll watch a three-hour film on, you know, called Il Postino about a postman. <laughs> a postman in fucking Chile. And nothing happens in the movie, yet I'm transfixed. He's just going door-to-door with the mail. <laughs> and then I'll watch Aquaman. Because I need some stimulus. <laughs> I saw Aquaman. I, I'm a man of contradictions. Like I rail against the yeah. corporate state, yet I'll go to Napa Valley. Yeah, I'll have a ten course, you know, <laughs> vegan, vegan tasting. Can we talk yeah. a little bit more about what was in that dinner? Mm. 
Yes. I, I imagine it's not a corporate event. It no. was just like it's a birthday. This right? is a but also like it was family, yeah, right? it's it was uh, two birthdays. Like a person owns this. It's not like run by some right. massive thing back. Right, That's right. True. If yeah, it was yeah. owned by Monsanto, it's not yeah. then you could call me on. Can I ask you this? <laughs> State sponsor. What are your welcome, Conrad? <laughs> to French laundry. <laughs> Wait a minute. I thought you were French. <laughs> well. <laughs> What are your thoughts on at a birthday dinner the birthday person not paying for their meal? You're all for that, or do you feel like the I was all for it on this one? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so but I it? had to pay actually. I paid three fifty. You know, which is a lot mm. for one meal, especially. Mm. You know what's funny is that uh, you know that it was great food, like really tasty. But on these ten course things, they, they give you like just little fucking portions, mm-hmm. and everybody around me, and I had a vegan. You know, yeah. I'm vegan. I've been right. vegan for six years. Um, and uh, I was hungry by the end of it, well, well, where everybody yeah. around me was That's like, how you know it's so good. Full. Well, that's uh, yeah. <laughs> the one time in my life I did something like that. Oh, you did that too? I, I, I'm also vegan. And oh, cool. it was uh, Farm Spirit in Portland. It was what was cra- it called? Farm Spirit. Are they still big? Yes. They just moved to a bigger location, actually. Mm-hmm. But it's like the kind of place where you have to make a reservation. How much? I, it was my birthday. Ah! My girlfriend paid for me. So that's what I still don't know, but right. it's like only ten part, like eight parties can be in there at once, yeah. and right. it's like the ten course tiny little things, tiny and little things. I'm what like, was the cuisine? I don't, yeah, I, I, but I they made know. you a vegan. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's all vegan. Oh, it's all vegan. Yeah, I would was, love to go. Uh, I would love. Portland, what's it called again? Go to, go to Farm, Spirit. Farm what, Spirit. What type Farm of Spirit. things as vegans do you guys eat at home? Because I'm not vegan. I'm vegetarian. Oh. But I still find it so fucking hard. Well, you know how, wh- how what would make you find it less hard is to do some, and I mean this, do some real research on the dairy industry, which produces the things you love, like cheese mm. and butter and what else, milk, you know. Uh, they are fucking abused, those mm-hmm. animals. So that's yeah. first. I always do it. My, I don't know about you, Aristotle, but I'm a vegan because of animal rights. Same. Are you? Yeah. And people talk about the health thing. I managed to be unhealthy with veganism. <laughs> and you can too. <laughs> Just, last <laughs> Just last night, I had a vegan fried chicken sandwich. Yeah, there you go. Well, it was delicious. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, Morningstar yeah. is all vegan uh, now. Is it? And uh, it's really good. I, I like mean, some Gardein. of them. I like Gardein. I've yeah. heard the Impossible Burger is fucking it's good, but I've heard it's really bad for you. I could be wrong, but I've been. Told Are you serious? That, I've been told it's really. It's got a lot oh yeah, of stuff there's a. I could be wrong. I don't want to talk. Why? About it, but Where'd I, you hear this? Is this I've, from the alt right? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it's just got a lot of saturated fat and has a lot a lot of the wrong things in there. I think they're still wor- <laughs> they're still working on it. I think it's, it's going to get be there. better for you than red meat than the regular burger. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I kind of want to know. I, I got uh, the Morning Star uh, corn dogs, right? And Ooh. they <laughs> taste great. Do and, they? And they're all vegan, but you look at the back package and it's oh. a bunch of words I cannot yeah. pronounce. Yeah, yeah, you can eat unhealthy as a vegan. Like, I admire the vegans who do... Like I think raw. The, yeah, raw mm. stuff. I can't do Can you? No. No, I, I can't <laughs> live like that. I'm, I'm having vegan mac and cheese, yeah. mashed potato, and vegan butter is great, right? Like, vegan. I just fucking use slather that shit on. <laughs> You're having vegan ice cream sundae. I have fucking vegan ice cream, and it's all getting better. The food, because more and more people are doing the it's vegan a, thing. Do and you I, go to Highland Park often? I don't. What's it there? Is, I, I come to call it the vegan mecca now. Because every there's like a little strip of York that's very hip and popular. Yeah. But every restaurant there 
has at least one vegan option, and there's nice. like constant pop ups all around that block of people like, I gotta go vegan tacos, vegan southern food, vegan this and that, and it's love all it. the time. Love We're talking it. about California, Los Angeles, oh, yeah. baby. Yeah. yeah, I have another right. dilemma though. Um, yeah, because the son, mm. my son's now 14 months, so mm-hmm. he's off formula. Mm-hmm. It's switched to whole milk. Wait, your ma- I- your your wife never breastfed. Well, what he's you say? wow, that's was, rude. Oh my god! Oh my god! What did Jake say? I missed it. A little more info on your your wife's, you know. I missed what Jake said. He asked if his wife. No, she did, but but when. Oh, she did. When, when a child, oh, that's cool. He's not married, by the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not. I'm ladies. not married, but uh, I know what he means. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, and no. But oh, there, there was. This, go on. This, by the way, that's the only porn I watch. Is breast, <laughs> breastfeeding. It's very mellow porn. Tea is made in the background. <laughs> go ahead. The, Sorry, uh, Eric. The, the thing is when. Uh, when a baby is on formula at 12 months, they have them switch to whole milk. Anyway, also at a year is when they start getting introduced to solid foods. So he can now eat everything that we have. Mm-hmm. And she wants to give him chicken. Mm-hmm. And I've been fighting that. And I don't know if I'm right or wrong on this because I would do some, you know, I would do some research on I, that. I, I try toddler, protein for toddler. Like, well, what, what should I be doing? Again, that depends. And this is a problem. But like I was talking about with the media, it depends on your source because the dairy and meat industry are so fucking powerful mm-hmm. and they have a lot of money. And so I think you have to, you know, uh, you know, ask some vegan people too, you know, not crazy vegan people but people who also weigh that like i have no idea like i couldn't tell you because i have no idea what a toddler needs do you aristotle as far as no yeah no, it's almost said like with the milk thing like i go well milk's bad for you and he goes well milk makes small things bigger <laughs> I go, really oh. because i've been dipped Dipping my cock in milk <laughs> for years, and it's Nothing. shrinking. Because <laughs> I, I, I talked about all the like negative health effects of milk, and he goes, "Yeah, because you're fully grown now; you don't need it anymore." But it's. Right. I heard that was a myth, though. I heard truly that myth uh, that milk doesn't really do much for you, and it's just you know that that was just brought upon by advertisers. Uh, also, you see, the dairy, dairy you industry is very powerful. Yeah, because it's the calcium that's supposed to do that, but there's also. Mm. Just as much, if not more, calcium in the alternative milks. And I, the the worst yeah. worrisome thing is the hormones that are in the milk that make. Oh, milk. everything is all organic, grass fed. Ah. Yeah, I'm, I'm at least on that. But right. I, I don't That's like bullshit. Though, but on, go I, ahead. I hold on. I, I drink oat milk. Have you guys had this? Ooh, I like oat milk. Oat milk's the new goat oat milk. milk. It's great. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I Jake like that. is keeping this light, which I, I like. <laughs> we need that. We need that. Uh, yeah. yeah, oat milk is really yeah, nice. It's good. Yeah, I like it. It's expensive. Though. So no, if anybody $6. knows what a toddler needs, could you email <laughs> no, me? Google. <laughs> Vegan toddler. Hey, maybe try love. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the other room smoking weed. Googling how to feed him. Margaret, give him ta- give him the oat milk. I'm going to the racetrack. I want the kid taken care of. I I have a tip on the third at Santa Anita. Uh. <laughs> Racetrack, I stopped betting on horses, and I stopped going to 
racetracks and shit because uh, I found out horses are fucking abused right. for that. And I was just like, that's it for that shit. <laughs> then you should take yourself to the Dynasty typewriter <laughs> at the Hayworth. On Saturday, February 16th, 8 and 10 p.m., it's Eddie Pepitone, live special recording. Please. 10 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny. Like, you know, certain comedians just announce that right. they're performing at Madison Square Garden and yeah. tickets are sold out immediately. Right. I have to beg <laughs> motherfuckers over a period of weeks and Hannah months. Gatsby is, is performing at the um, Dynasty Typewriter. She's doing 10 shows. I think she sold it out in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how that makes me feel? Not good. Archie never. Archie never opens the curtain. She just stands behind the curtain. I don't know. I didn't watch the special. She's actually. She's lovely. Actually, oh, yeah. I work with. Yeah, her. Oh, we okay. have she's to cool. say that. No, I, I think I with like the her. new laws. <laughs> no, I don't know. I I've heard. You know, she had a. I'm way late on that. I'm sorry. Why do comedians <laughs> uh, post sold out shows? Is that just for ego? Uh, like billboards, I right? think so. I, I mean, think why there's no then... reason to put on your Instagram that a show is sold out. It's a good point. <laughs> Folks, <laughs> I am going to tell you that you cannot get <laughs> Don't tickets. waste your time even trying. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. I'm doing great. I'm doing great is what that is. That's all sh- social media is, isn't it? It's a big extension of one's ego. I yeah, mean, what do you think about comedians who just take selfies constantly? Like, just they're all sick. they're doing. That's <laughs> it. Like, they're sick. And I've done it, too. I mean, I've taken a bunch of selfies, and I know that it's, you know, me being desperate for validation, you know? I have that kind of signal. I mean, mm-hmm. look, I mean, this is well-documented. Comedians, the, the psychological profile of a comic is someone who needs to be adored. And so, yeah, you, but you look like an asshole if you take selfies. So what I do now is just take tons of selfies, print them out, and hang them on my walls. I just hang them on my walls. I jerk off to them. Nobody's around. It's all consensual. I jerk off to the selfies, my selfies. <laughs> Yeah, I think those comedians who do that are like, ooh, Empty. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's something. Well, there's an emptiness, I think. There, there's like you're. It's a filling a deep, deep hole, and I don't think it's not just comedians, but it's a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Oh, but I think yeah. comedians specifically, you know. Well, it's interesting because social media is part of this whole narcissism that. Mm-hmm. makes it like our society has become so fucking narcissistic and i think social media is a huge part of that mm-hmm. and that kind of narcissism it doesn't let pe- like people can't feel for others right. a lot of times because they're so enraptured with themselves i don't know who the guy is but but uh there was somebody in a documentary that i saw recently talking about how he somebody who created the endless scroll on social media that person is mm-hmm. sort of like responsible that's a documentary uh, <laughs> <laughs> that one <laughs> no, no, no. He was he was mentioned what? in the documentary. What's going on? Okay. There's somebody who the person who created the the endless scroll on your phone on social media where you where it just continues and continues oh, and continues. Oh God! By the way, just yeah. Could you say that <laughs> <laughs> in a beautiful voice and do it fast first and then slow and then fast? 
because that scroll, I love scroll, that scroll. Right? No, but what Where about we? it? Well, that is that's what is uh, basically what you can't is get responsible enough. for a lot of people's mental illness for uh, for social media. The use of the of Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, yeah. the endless scroll is feeding into exactly what we want. Tap that happiness button. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's happiness. The what? Like you're just yeah. constantly yeah. tapping a happiness oh, button and, in your brain. And yeah, I heard that. Or the, the envy button. And, and, that a lot of the companies have teams that uh, that know like uh, psychology mm-hmm. and how to get you hooked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, Frank, get me the shrink! <laughs> get me the shrink! I want to know how to hook them on this new app called Fisherman's Pride. <laughs> Fisherman's Pride. We're gonna make the like button look like a lure. <laughs> <laughs> well. By the way, speaking of that, did you guys see Vice at all? Yeah, it was great. Not yet. It was great. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Kudos to Adam McKay. Yeah, did you? Yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's definitely. He still did out the big there. short as well, which was another that was great. great. Also, he's one of the only people that's still out there talking about how terrible Bush and Cheney were, and nobody else is talking. Nobody yeah. talks about it. Hey, like, Bush is now. making the talk show circuit, <laughs> talking about his painting. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what I bothers me when everybody talks about how brilliant Trump is at manipulating the media because he's not doing anything that's calculated and brilliant. Mm. Dick Cheney would have the government leak fake shit to the New York Times, and then when the Times prints it, he would hit the circuit with the magazine going, according Mm. to the New York Times, Saddam Mm. Hussein has said it. Yep. He was well, good at Trump, manipulating the You know what the media. Trump is a yeah. master at? He's a master at chaos. Mm-hmm. Because I think the chaos is calculated. Yeah. Maybe well, I'm wrong. I think his whole thing is just staying on the in the news cycle. He just wants I mean, whatever it is, whatever it is, as long as his name is mentioned, it's a win for him. Any news is good news. Yeah. For him. He's a great one of our greatest <laughs> narcissists. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I voted for him. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Um, all right, so we've covered we've covered the candidates. Uh, we have about so. yeah. Uh, do we want to segue into any other uh, topics for uh, for Todd's uh, <laughs> Todd's uh, fan base? Then you should take yourself to the Dynasty typewriter at the Hayworth on Saturday. February 16th, 8 and 10 p.m. It's Eddie Pepitone, live special recording. Look, I'm going to go the opposite way now. Mm. I don't need you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want you to come. Don't fucking come. How's that? Keep seeing the same shitty people you see <laughs> over and over and over again. Or don't, you know what? I know what you people do. You don't even get out of the house. You just go, oh, what's on Netflix? What's on Netflix? <laughs> hey, let me watch Ozark. Which was good, by the way. I watched both seasons. Again, contradiction. I'm a man of contradiction. And it will be addressed at the special. Please come. Please come. Yes. I beg what, of you. What do we need to talk about to get people to come? Do we have to talk about something controversial? Like, does this... Does this? Uh... I heard Kylie Jenner's going to be there. <laughs> there we go. Who? <laughs> Kylie Jenner's going to be there. Ah! And Brad Pitt, frequenter Let's of the Dynasty news. Typewriter. Let's make some news. Let's talk about Louie. Let's make some news. Ooh. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm still afraid. <laughs> hey, Frank! Get me the shrink! I want to know how to make the new app. 
addictive. <laughs> it's an app called Drummers Who Die with Vomit in Their Mouth. <laughs> Do you find yourself uh, being a sucker to Instagram ads, mm. the sponsored posts? You know what? I, it's funny you say that because how come I ordered a Bob Dylan poster from an Instagram ad. It was the lyrics to, like part of the lyrics to Forever Young, mm. and I fucking ordered that thing. And I never order shit like they that. They knew you wanted that. They knew. Oh. Mm-hmm. You see, I used to, when I would see the ads, I Sorry, Todd said I had to do enough for the quota. Right, 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 right. I'm just trying to fill a quota. <laughs> Please proceed. If I, uh, I, for a long time, I would go, this ad is not relevant to me, because I was tired of seeing Oh, can you do yeah. that on Instagram? Yeah, but then I realized I shouldn't be doing that because I'm <laughs> teaching their algorithms to know what I like. Mm-hmm. Right. And the more they know what I like, the better odds they're going to sell me shit. Yeah, but it's all a con advertising because because we don't really need that shit unless it's medication we need. We don't need... Mm-hmm. What the fuck did I need a Bob Dylan poster <laughs> for? They, yeah, what, el- what else do they uh, advertise for you, Eddie? Is it like... Um, depends. <laughs> the diapers depend. <laughs> bondage? Bondage. Bondage pornography. <laughs> <laughs> no, Facebook reach- thought I was gay for years. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I get uh, gay cruises and <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> um, I get a lot of like breastfeeding <laughs> sites. <laughs> I just looked at Jake, and he just was looking at me like, "Wow, <laughs> something is amiss." And, oh, have you watched? We talk about uh, breastfeeding or what? I mean, <laughs> about, can you bring? It what we talk about? Have you watched Trigger Warning on Netflix? What is that? It's a uh, killer Mike show. I don't oh, understand any great. of this. Killer so Mike far. is great. <laughs> yeah, he. This is. Killer Mike like supported Bernie Sanders. Show. A big Bernie Sanders supporter. I like that. I feel yeah. like he helped launch him even higher when it was like Killer Mike and Bernie Sanders mm-hmm. are hanging out. And what it was the like, fuck does Killer Mike do? What's the name? He used to be a rapper. He's. Well, he still is. Oh, run the jewels. Yeah, run he the used jewels. To. He, he's too, he one part of what he used to too. He what? He still is, but he used to too. What did kill? What is kill? So Killer Mike has a show on Netflix that's like. What does it do? You know what show I used to fucking love was, and this guy, I haven't seen him do anything brilliant lately, but I think he made me laugh more than anybody in the recent, in recent years. Sasha Barra Cohen's mm, yeah, uh, so Ali good. G show, yeah. where he would get people who didn't know what were going on. Well, did you see his new thing on Showtime, the who, uh, What is America? Or who's oh, America? I haven't seen How that is yet. it? It's great. Go, it is? Yeah, I gotta he, check he it out. He gets Dick yeah. Cheney on there, and Dick Cheney is holding up a, a waterboard to sign he signs a waterboard for uh, Sasha Baron Cohen Who, what's yeah. his character he's doing this Israeli um, Israeli character oh. yeah like a military guy it's so good it's so good because the dictator I didn't even see it just looked like it sucked am I right <laughs> I, you know what it. I'd love to do is be a reviewer of movies <laughs> who doesn't see any of the films. <laughs> he doesn't see like any of the films that he uh, is reviewing like yeah. did not see Roma Roma, <laughs> but my instinct is very good film. <laughs> How about Ant Man? I would not. I didn't see Ant Man, but fuck Paul Rudd. <laughs> <laughs> fuck Paul Rudd. He's in everything. Oh my god. 
would that be a funny show? Hello, I'm Eddie Pepitone, and I'm reviewing films I did not see. <laughs> Some of them I've seen the trailer. By the way, I knew Holmes and Watson would suck. <laughs> By the way, that got the lowest rating on Rotten Tomatoes I've ever seen. It beat right. Emoji Movie? It got 8%. Oh, wow. What did Emoji get? Oh, I less. don't know. I just... I think that would be like 2% or 0. It's pretty what, low. Emoji? Emoji well, was like the lowest. Watson, uh, Holmes and Watson, whatever they call it, 8%. Ooh. And shame on you, John C. Riley. <laughs> and shame on you, Will Farrell. Use your talents for good, you fucking money-grubbing <laughs> assholes. What kind of fucking... Why do they do that movie? Know. I don't know either, well, but he, I do want to see Stan and Ollie, which was a great John C. Riley. I saw it. I saw it. Oh, you did? How was it? I liked it. John C. Riley was great. John How about C. Coogan? I love Steve he, Coogan. He was good, but the, uh, John C. Riley's character had more to work with. There was a lot more. I oh. thought it was good. It, he, he was, was uh, he was uh, Oliver Hardy. Mm -hmm. I think yeah, he's good. Um, have you seen Bohemian Rhapsody? Yes, no? I did. Thoughts? I liked it, but not great. Is <laughs> is my true opinion. Like, I thought I knew what every scene was going to be. Like, right. and now he's in this stage, and now he's in this stage. Oh, the band is going to break up. I couldn't believe it. Well, the Golden Globes don't mean anything, yeah. you know? Plus, the director was a, uh, he's a, they say he's a, Here's, yeah, pedophile, right? Uh, Brian Singer. Brian Singer. Yeah, he's a, he's a. Yeah, that's, oh, why, that's why they're saying they got snubbed. Pedophile. Yeah. He is a huge mm -hmm. pedophile. I just, no, I Brian Singer. Yeah. Well, I, well, at least. Well, what is what do, what do you say? He is accused. alleged, alleged, yeah. alleged. But yeah. it's been by a lot of fucking people. Yeah. It's, I'm surprised yeah. that he even they let him make this because it was this was going on even when X the Mex the X Men movies were happening. Yeah, you almost said Mexican it. movies. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Are you Mexican? I am. Oh That's shit, Roma! I was like, oh my god, yes. <laughs> What's the, the filmmaker again? That great uh, filmmaker, Quaron. Quaron. It's Quaron. Quaron, yeah. Quaron. And the who made uh, Shape of Water? Guillermo del Toro. Mm -hmm. He's Which amazing. I love him with all my life. But but the, he, What's the but? Uh, it's. I mean, it doesn't really. I, we. I have the. He's a super nerd. I love mm -hmm. him. We have the same oh, interests. Yeah. But he has not made a movie in Spanish in years, right. and those are his best movies. Mm -hmm. <gasps> What can uh, what because I I don't mind subtitles at all. What's a great Spanish movie like, that I could see? Pan's Labyrinth. And oh, oh, I Pan's, Pan's Labyrinth, Labyrinth is, is the number one. Fucking mm -hmm. amazing. And the Devil's Backbone because that too. Oh, I've like. seen them both. They were in Spanish. I yeah. didn't even realize it. I must speak it. <laughs> and I have no idea. Another good Spanish director, Iñárritu. Iñárritu, uh, Mexican. Yeah. Oh, now what did he? Who did the movie um, that was a Birdman? Who yeah, it was Iñárritu. That fucking that. movie was amazing. Did so you see it? Good. Yeah, that was a good movie. Incredible. Michael Keaton was so good. Yeah. Michael Keaton, what a great comeback story. Yeah, why How can't he be he? Batman again? What? Why can't he be Batman? <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. Right? I think he should come back as one of the villains. I think uh, Keaton would make a great villain called Older Gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see Spider-Man Homecoming? Yeah. No, I don't see the Spider-Man. Oh, wait, no, I saw the new one, the Spider-Verse, the uh, animated oh. I like so I haven't that. seen that one yet, that but cool. in Spider-Man: Homecoming, he is the villain. Who? Uh, Michael Keaton. Oh, is that new? Yeah. Wow, yes. his career really is. Now he's an interesting story because mm -hmm. 
he kind of he really had a, a rebirth, right? Mm-hmm. And it happened when he was older. Yeah, I'm hoping for something like that. You know, <laughs> he did a great movie called Game Six. <laughs> that I don't know a lot, of, a lot of people didn't see. It was really good. That was like his first movie back. Game called, Six. It was based off of a play, I think, um, by Don DeLillo. You know, the, mm-hmm, the writer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. a really good movie, and it came out maybe ten. Game 10 or Six. Good. Yeah, it's great. I always ask Steve. Steve's big time into film I always ask Steve for movie recommendations and I never got game six (laughs) (laughs) you got it now I got it now. So that's a good one, huh? Really is it Netflixable? I think it's probably on Amazon. I don't know if it's okay. on Netflix. I have Amazon too. Okay. Because again, I'm a contradiction. <laughs> Were you going to say something now? Yeah. No. Okay. I'm sure it was about Michael Keaton, but uh, <laughs> he's had his. Uh, I was going to say the bitter Buddha. I was going to say the bitter Buddha is available on Amazon. Because <laughs> I is feel it? like I feel like I couldn't. Actually, I don't know. I think it might be on Hulu. And maybe Amazon now. I feel and, like it, uh, with Eddie and me here, I cannot mention yeah. the Bitter Buddha once. That's a documentary about me, folks, that Steve yeah. uh, He tells directed, people he created you. Created it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know, I know. That's what Glass says yeah. all the time, yeah. isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so funny. Uh, we're wrapping up soon, no? Oh, yeah, we got like about so. seven minutes. Well, it's so your I, show. It's your show. So you. Oh uh, yeah. Well, yeah. we. I got to well. go do another show, folks. I'm co-hosting a lot of different podcasts. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a lot of podcasters out of town in LA this week. We also didn't mention your podcast, Pep Talks. My podcast, Pep Talks with Steve Lolly, is uh, uh, part of the uh, All Things Comedy Network. Uh, Pep Talks. You could listen to that. Uh, podcast because no one else does. So maybe <laughs> maybe you can. I don't know how to make you know like Todd. You know, he has all these fucking sound effects, songs. He's got a live band. I mean, that's yeah. a lot of entertainment. <laughs> Me, I'm just like, I'm just like on my podcast talking about like death and we're all going <laughs> to die and I'm f- afraid and people for some reason don't want to tune in. I was going to say, if, if my tweets were honest, it would just say, I don't want to die or please like me. <laughs> If your tweets were honest, that would be funny if, you know, there was something that made everybody honest and everybody's tweet, everybody's tweet said, I don't want to die. And you you just keep scrolling on that. Just why, why? And you feel empty. Why? By the way, we never kind of finished that thought about the scroll being responsible for mental illness in what way it's the, the it just feeds into what uh, aristotle was saying is your your happiness impulses you're just basically it, aristotle the philosopher or aristotle <laughs> our, sound engineer. our sound engineer i mean um, is there a difference there yeah it it uh, there's i don't i am not a i am not a uh, scientist so i don't what know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> our conversations <laughs> whoa, whoa 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 <laughs> you're the one who gave me all the graphs about hey, the oceans hey. warming <laughs> From what I've watched in a documentary that I can't remember the name of, um, <laughs> so I'm great with information. But the, the yeah. endless scroll is supposed to be one of the <laughs> worst uh, inventions uh, for mankind in, in terms right. of what it's done to her. Right. And also the like button is mm-hmm. insane because it just gets people addicted to being validated, right? Yes. I, when I see the heart button, I sort of love that. Like when, especially when a woman hearts something, for me, I'm like, hello, <laughs> hello, hello, hello. But that's that's depressing too. When, when you don't get any love, and mm-hmm. I'm like, great, people aren't responding well to the person I'm pretending to be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucked. That's funny. <laughs> the the guy's name is Azaraskin. 
Uh, he worked invented for Google, it? Worked for Google. There's an article in BBC uh, that you should check out called Social Media Apps Are Deliberately Addictive to Users. Yes, uh, I remember reading that. Azar Raskin uh, is the, the person who invented the infinite, the infinite scroll. And apparently that's the, that's mm. the term. The way I remember Azar Raskin's name, so you guys remember it, is it rhymes with Baza Paskin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, frequently. Well, listen, guys, I, I, I love Todd Glass. Uh, he's got a great podcast, and uh, I, I, I just want to tell you, I don't need you to come. To, <laughs> m- to the 10 o'clock show. Don't come to the 10 o'clock show on, uh, yeah. on February 16th. Yeah. yeah, don't come to anything I do. Don't even watch the special when it comes out. Don't even watch it. Watch Jeff Dunham instead. <laughs> he's good. Well, now, you know, here's it. Puppets are funny? Does like Dunham, Dunham does puppets, right? Mm-hmm. Is what are the name of his puppet characters? Because he is super rich, right? Mm. Maybe I could fucking come up with like a left wing, <laughs> oh, dark, yeah. dark puppet. Oh, he got yeah. Mr. Peanut, I think, is one of them, mm-hmm. and he's got uh, maybe I'll terrorist. do Mr. Yeah, he's got some racist. What ones. if I do Mr. Brazil Nut? Which is, <laughs> no, check it out. It's a right wing dictator, like they have now in Brazil. Brazil mm. Bolsonaro. They have a right wing mm, strong yeah, man. Yeah. What if I do like the Bolsonaro Brazil Nut <laughs> <laughs> puppet? I like it. And I'm just like, and the puppet comes on, and imagine a little puppet. It's a Brazil nut. It's got a little mouth, and it says shit like this. You will do what I fucking tell you. I am a Brazil nut. There will be no homosexuality around me. But you will wear Speedos. Love yourself. Then you should take yourself to the <laughs> Dynasty typewriter there's, uh, at the Hayward. Sorry. There's the Ahmed, uh, the dead terrorist. Uh, that's another puppet that he has. Ahmed, the dead terrorist. Oh, my God. <laughs> is that true? Yeah. that's a, So that's is a he doing Ahmed, like an yeah. Islamophobia type shit? Yeah. It's definitely a right wing yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So I should be the left wing puppeteer. <laughs> that's, that's a possibility for Absolutely. me. Right? Like, uh, oh, um, hi, everybody. Uh, let's see. What if I'm a carrot produced by Monsanto? <laughs> <laughs> right? That has life now. Like, because they don't know what they're doing with these GMOs, right? And now the carrot, by the way, folks, we're ending in about a minute. So I just <laughs> want to tell you that this kind of creativity that you're hearing emanating from me, you will not hear on the taping for this <laughs> But what if I'm a carrot? You know, from Monsanto, and I'm like, I'm talking to everybody, like I'm talking, fellow carrots, we must unite and kill the humans. <laughs> it's like a Blade Runner type thing, like, we were created by these fucks, and all they do is eat us. Well, how about it's time we stick ourselves up their asses? We're carrots, damn it. Like the carrot dictator is that character. <laughs> Unite. <laughs> carrots unite. My mom actually used to date a, uh, a puppet guy. Puppeteer. <laughs> oh, wow. That could be, I mean, puppeteers really... I hear are great in bed. <laughs> <laughs> They're good with their hands. <laughs> They're good with their hands. Yeah. I think we'll leave it on that note, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, all right, yeah. well, come see my special taping February 16th, 8 and 10 o'clock. We need more people for the 10. It Dana be... Gould will be on the show. Dana too. Gould. I forgot yeah. to mention that yeah, Dana, Dana Gould, who is an amazing comedian, has uh, agreed to open for me. Um, and that is awesome. Dana is amazing. Amazing. Yes. 
Uh, any final thoughts from you guys? If you guys have been wondering, uh, the Fuck Festival is still going on. Uh, <laughs> so, so hit me up about that. Tweet it, Jake. Yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening. And uh, thanks to all you guys here today. And uh, Todd will be back next week. All right, bye. Bye. It's you I like. It's not the things you wear. Not the way you do your hair. But it's you I like The way you are right now The way down deep inside you Not the things that hide you Not your toys They're just beside you But it's you I like Every part of you Your skin, your eyes, your feelings whether old or new And I hope that you'll remember Even when you're feeling blue That it's you I like It's you yourself It's you It's you It's you I like It's you, I...